Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. Seven Footers crew, what is happening? It's your girl, Jenna and Gerard here. We are already, you know, not even far into the season, and there, there's so much drama, Gerard. I can't handle it. And we're seeing a lot of surprises, kind of like we're seeing in the NFL. Really weird stuff happening in these streets. Jenna, it's been – most teams have played, I don't know, three, two, three games. Some teams have played maybe four, and people are wiling already. It's like, oh, oh my God. All over the internet. And it's like, yo, can we – guys, we play 82 of these things. 82. To your point, this isn't the NFL, Jenna, where if you go on a four-game losing streak, you're probably not making the playoffs, right? It's going to be – because you only got 17 of those bad boys. We got 82, okay? <laughs> Lest we not forget, the Boston Celtics started last year. They were under 500 in December. They tur- Second half of the season, they went blitzkrieg, and as we know, went to the NBA Finals and were up 2-0. So let's not lose our minds, right? The New Orleans Pelicans were horrendous all season, right? Then all of a sudden turns it around. We're playing 500 basketball, got themselves into the playing tournament, almost beat the one C Phoenix Suns, right? So like impressive look, down the stretch. We, we, you know, how teams look on October 25th is not how they're going to look on April 1st, right? So let's, let's just, let's cool, let's cool our jets. But, you know, we're in the business of wild speculation and getting people all fired up. But Jenna, I got something to ask you. What is up? With your trash ass Lakers. <laughs> oh my God. I really didn't think we were going to like do this so early and so hostile. Um, okay. First of all, you know what? You got a point. They are trash. They can't make a goddamn bucket. They can't buy a freaking point. I mean, this is bad. 0-3 to start the season again. Not trying to overreact. But I mean, look at – we've been questioning the fit of Russell Westbrook All summer long, he was involved in trade rumors. The Lakers, you know, decided, kind of contemplated, and then they were like, you know what? He's going to fit in Darvin Ham's system. And here we are, and his offensive struggles are following him into the season, and it's kind of worrisome just because, I mean, he's dropping stats like 0 for 11 from the field against the Clippers. I mean – he just can't buy a shot here. Decision-making is quite poor down the stretch. We all know that uh, play – in that Trailblazers game that could have extended the Lakers lead. I, I, I'm not thinking about it still, but I am. So, yeah, you know what? It's not looking good, but, you know, I'm trying not to panic. LeBron is telling us not to panic. So if the leader says not to panic, I have to listen. Ah, uh, Jenna, I love what you just said right there. The leader said not to panic. Let me ask you a question. Do you think LeBron James is a leader? Is that your question? I do think he's a leader. Okay. Do you think he's doing a good job of leading this team this season? Um, that's a loaded question because <laughs> is it loaded? <laughs> I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> 
it is pretty straightforward, but like, I think he's being a good leader in terms of like not flipping out in the press and saying all the right <gasps> things and doing like that. But why? Right. What do you, let's, you let's, what he's saying? Oh yeah. Let's, let's back this up here. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. So game one against the Warriors, right? LeBron comes out after the loss and it's a defending champs, whatever. Oh, oh, we got, we got, we got a lot of good looks. Um, I don't know, but maybe they're giving us those good looks because, you know, we're not a team built, constructed of great shooters. That's um, a, just the truth of the matter is what he it, said right it, after it's, that. It's not like we have a bunch of lasers on our team. Okay, huh. well, Jeez. LeBron James is a career 36% three-point shooter, I want to say. Um, Cole, I'm sorry, Katavius Cole, Pope. See, wishful thinking. Yo, wish you had KCP. Um, Pat Beverly, a, 30, too. a 37% three-point shooter. Kendrick Nunn, 38 Eight, I want to say for his career, um, you, there are a handful of guys on that team who are league average or above in three-point shooting. Okay, the Lakers as a team ain't even shooting league average. They are horrendous. oh, it's like the worst. Yeah, everyone is shooting below their career averages in threes. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's one. But LeBron said, you know, we're 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 not a team constructed of shooters and lasers or whatever. After that Portland game you mentioned. LeBron said to a reporter asking him a question, I feel like you're trying to get me to say something about Russ. Uh, I'm not going to do that because that's not my MO. Yeah, but it is your MO, LeBron, because you already said it after game one when you said we're a team not constructed of shooters and we're not a team full of lasers. You didn't mention him by name, but you knew who everyone was going to be thinking about when you made that comment. That's number one. Number two, let's not act like throughout his career, LeBron has not been the passive-aggressive Subtweeter, like, why don't you try fitting in instead of fitting out? Like, well, yeah, yeah, don't we didn't forget none of that. Yeah, all that jazz. Okay, listen, and we see it on the floor when LeBron is screaming and yelling at teammates for making mistakes. And it's like, bro, you missed the defensive assignment. That wasn't that wasn't their teammates bad. That was on you, my guy. Listen, LeBron is excellent and all that, maybe the greatest player of all time. He certainly has a case, he's up there with, as you know. Michael and Kareem is the only players in my estimation that can make that make that argument. So I'm not saying anything about what he's done as a player and accomplishing his career. Legendary. But leadership, my guy? Mm, I don't know about that, my friend. You, this team needs to be galvanized, right? And when the best player is rolling his eyes at them, when they drop passes out of bounds, like, yo, like, that's not good, okay? And I get it. Like, you want guys to play up to a certain level, but Part of that is you getting them to play that level. One of the things about LeBron is historically throughout his career, he does not like playing with young guys because he feels like young guys are not reliable. He'd rather play with old veterans because they know what they're supposed to be doing. And they're, you know, they show up to work on time, all that. You know, my dude, that's all well and good. But in an 82 game season, you need young legs. And I said this a million times. I'm going to say it again. All right. They won the one championship in the bubble. I'd argue if COVID didn't interrupt that season, would the Lakers have won? Maybe not. But they traded away Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, Ibiza Zubac, all those picks, which, by the way, check out New Orleans Pelicans roster. A lot of good players on that roster right now, aren't there? Yep. A lot of those are Lakers picks. Imagine if that team had Lonzo, B.I., and those guys now. LeBron, yeah. you'd be feeling a whole lot better about your situation, wouldn't you? But no, 
you had to roll the dice on Anthony Davis, Carmelo, and Russell Westbrook. Okay, cool. You, you, yeah, look, you won the one chip, so I guess it was worth it. But, I mean, the rest of that time that you've been there, not great. I did see, now that you say that, I did see an article. Oh, I wish I knew which outlet it was, but the headline was, it was, it was thought-provoking. I didn't think of it like this, but it was like something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of, when are we going to start talking about LeBron James um, and this roster that he formed and trading for Russ? And I was like, wow, you know what? You're right. And that's when you take a step back and you think about these narratives that are created within the media. And you think to yourself, wow, I didn't, I haven't seen that one. It's been – and again, I'm not trying to sit here and be like, well, what was Russ? But like it's always Russ, 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 like the automatic scapegoat. Like if you have a bad night and you're on the Lakers – you just go to bed happy knowing that, like, you're not going to be the headline because it's, it's going to be, be Russ. Russell Westbrook. And let's be clear, Jenna. Russ hasn't been good, but he ain't the – he's not the number one problem, okay? No. Like – He isn't. That roster is poorly constructed, and I'm sorry, LeBron James, that is on you. No matter what crap you tell us in the media about you're not no de facto GM, yes, you are. Okay, we all know it to be true. Okay, they don't make these moves without at least you being like, "Yeah, I'm cool with it," or "No, I'm." I, that we know that that's how this works. This is this is what you want, but you know, we have people in the media, <clears throat> maybe like my co-host, who are LeBron stands. Who I am not love, biased. <laughs> Only who, on this podcast am I biased. Who love to be like, well. It's not LeBron. No, it is LeBron's fault. Okay. No, it is. I I do firmly believe, as much as of a LeBron fan I am, on a real no, it is. It's part of his fault. I mean, for sure, he's the leader. So you know that has to fall on his shoulders. And he's not leading, Jenna. He's not leading. I know. I guess I should take back everything I said before. He's instead just like sulking at his teammates, like you know, rolling his eyes at them, and it's like, bro, like I I just and this just came across the. the ESPN ticker Westbrook doubtful for Wednesday's game versus the Nuggets. Literally, which, just looking I at mean, it. Uh, whatever. I mean, probably not beating. They're not beating Denver anyway, so it doesn't really matter whether Russ plays or he doesn't play, right? Like, I mean, I guess in theory, without Russ, maybe they got a better chance, but they're not going to win that game because um, the Lakers aren't a good team right now. And not, obviously, this so Jenna defensively, they're playing well actually. Playing quite. They well are. That's what's keeping them in games. Um, yeah, they just can't score, um, yeah. and they're not shooting the ball well. And, um, you know, maybe that changes, you know, let's not lose our minds. Let's not change things, but I need to see more from LeBron and AD, not necessarily, look, they're both playing well. You got to lift up your teammates. Okay. I need you to breathe spirit into them. Uh, my, my colleague, uh, true hoop, David Thorpe defines leadership as breathing spirit into the hearts and minds of others. I don't see LeBron breathing a whole lot of spirit into them. Dudes, I like that. Right. I don't, I don't see a whole lot of that. And as a matter of fact, David reported for us this week because, you know, he's plugged into the league. And those of you that don't know, David Thorpe trains NBA players in the offseason. And, you know, he's been doing it for over 20 years. In many ways, he's the Amazing. he's the godfather of player development, right? And he spoke to someone in the Lakers locker room was like, yeah, there's no leadership on this team right now. Pat Bev is our leader. No. Yo. <laughs> and by the way, kudos to Pat Bev for realizing, no, man. We can't have a leadership void. Someone's got to, you know, kudos to Pat Bev for taking that spot. But, yo, LeBron, AD, if y'all ain't doing it, if you're not invested in this team, it's not going to go well this year. And right now, they're not invested. And so if your teammates – if 
if those guys don't see that from you, why are they going to want to run through a wall for you and dive on the ground and do for what? You're not invested in me. So why should I be invested in you? Right? Like, and, and, and this is the reality of it. So again, no need to overreact. They can change things can, things can happen, but LeBron and AD, I need to see some more leadership out of, out of you too. And you know, I don't love doing this, but I'm, I'm just going to bring this up. Look, okay. we, we have no idea what's going to happen with Golden State as a result of the Draymond Green, Jordan Poole situation. Whew. However, you know what gives that team a chance to overcome that? The leadership of Stephen Curry, right? That allows them the chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but because yeah. of the leader and who Steph is as a person, that gives them the opportunity to make it through that storm because he's just a different kind. Look, he's the Tim Duncan of this generation. He's just, he's just a different kind of superstar. You know, like I, I don't want to be up here. I'm not, you know, and y'all know me. I'm not one to blow flowers and smoke up Steph's butt, right? That's not, that's not who I am. You really aren't. But he's just a different kind of leader, man. Like he is genuinely always, he wants the best for his guys. Whatever they need, he's giving it to them. Look, that year when they were those when they were terrible, right? Even last year, or I'm sorry, the year before last, when they when they basically just made the play in, right? Steph wasn't like, oh, these guys suck. What? None of that passive aggressive in the media stuff. We got none of that stuff, right? Now we'll we'll, we'll get this thing working right. I believe in these guys. I trust. In the... Now 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 look, they won they won the chip last year, and they might win it again this damn year, right? Like. So many unpredictable things have happened in this league recently that, like, I don't even question anything anymore. I just don't. And so, you know, um, so I'm keeping my eye on the Lakers and I'm keeping my eye on LeBron James and, you know, leading leadership down there. Heck yeah. Well, let's see if they can turn it around. Um, another team that is the complete opposite is the Trailblazers. They remain unbeaten uh, with a 4-0 record here to start the season. I mean, the team that we basically categorize as hot garbage is um, <laughs> leading the West. <laughs> like, this is fun because, you know, I feel like it's a nice way for Damian Lillard to, like, ease into the season without people, like, telling him that he made the wrong decision for basically the rest of his career. So that's really nice knowing that. But for real, though, let's talk about this team. They're freaking unique as hell because, I mean, hey, the record speaks for itself. Just had a nice win over the Nuggets there. And uh, <laughs> your guy, Anthony Simmons. Oh, Anthony Simmons. Oh, my God. He was. Simmons. Yeah, he, he, he has... Sorry, I'm looking at Ben Simmons. He had a spiritual moment in that game on, on, on Monday night. Huge I, night. I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, he he was unconscious. Look, just as I said, let's not overreact about the Lakers. Let's not lose our mind. The Portland Trailblazers ain't going 82-0, and they are not going to finish at the top of the Western Conference at the end of the season. They're just not, okay? Now, Damian Lillard's back. Everyone's excited. Cool. You know, he's playing well. Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant's playing defense. They got, and their best defender, Gary Payton II, hasn't even played a game yet. So is there some positive vibes around this team? 100%. And I see it. Um, Love it. <laughs> shout out to our boy Dex who's out here watching us. Don't make excuses for your Lakers. <gasps> <son. laughs> Dexter! I know, I know. It's listen, bad. listen, Dex, we, we had a checker on that, right? Like, she, we, ain't, we ain't out here making no excuses for, the, for, the, for those Lakers. But no, like, look, Blazers fans, and shout out to True founder Henry Abbott, who's a Blazers fan. Be happy. The team's 4 0. They're playing well right now. Look, Damian Lillard is still one of the elite 
offensive players in the history of basketball. Okay. And one of the best in this game. So they're going to be just, when he's going, they're going to be great. Do I think they're going to be a top four team in the West? No. Um, now, if everything works right, can they compete for the plan? Absolutely. 100% they can. So in that six through 10 range, 100% they can compete there. But do I think they'll be top four? No, I don't. Right now, it's just like, like you said, Damian Lillard, one of the best. He's averaging 33.3 points across four games right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's just mm-hmm. out of control. Listen, he's playing well. And I'm sorry, six, I said, I, I, let me, let me rephrase that. Uh, eight through 10, excuse me. You know, like the, the, the eight, nine, 10, you know, it's seven, eight, nine, 10, that, 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 that range. I yes. Got seven, you. seven through 10, they can compete, but I don't, I don't think they're going to be a solid playoff team. I just don't see it yet. So I think defensively, I don't, right now, I look, it's four games. I think they've kind of done some smoke and mirror things. I don't think they're actually a very good defense yet, but we'll see when Gary Payton the second comes back, what happens. But again, Blazers fans, be happy for no their best start, I think, since they went to the conference finals, like the first time. Um, in oh not the first time, but back in the early two thousands, if I'm not mistaken, this four and record. So kudos, kudos. Yes, claps all around. Now let's talk about your guys in Brooklyn because mm. we already have a problem on our hands. You know, they can't help but like cause problems for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but for real, let's talk about this. Do they have a Ben Simmons problem? Because we saw him uh, foul out for the second time in three regular season games. And uh, I don't know, according to him, it was a BS uh, call there. And yeah. that was in the Grizzlies loss on Monday. And he said the refs make mistakes too. So are we overreacting or do they have a Ben Simmons issue with him fitting? Look, as I said before, Ben hasn't played meaningful basketball in over 18 months. Okay. You're not going to take an 18 month layoff and show up in game one and go back to your all NBA, all NBA, all defensive, all NBA, all-star level stuff. That That's not going to happen. It's going to take games. Jenna's probably going to take 25 to 30 games before he knocks all that rust off. And he's coming off of, let's also remember, he's coming off back surgery. Like, there are a lot of factors. And he's playing with a bunch of new team. It's going to take time. The problem is, wow. in this business, those that time it's going to take may result in losses along the way, right? So it's mm-hmm. going to be constantly, oh, that's a Ben Simmons problem. So there's that piece. Here's the other piece. He is going to have to, and this has been his thing, and he's saying it and preaching it, he has to become more aggressive. And what I say by aggressive, I, look, I'm not talking about shooting threes or anything like that. When you're doing a simple action like a pick and roll, okay, and he's coming off of the pick and roll, mm-hmm. and he's not even looking at the basket, that's a problem. Because the defense knows, don't worry. When he comes off with the ball, you don't have to worry about him trying to score. He's looking to pass. So the defense sags. They get their long wingspans and hands up into passing lanes, right? To deflect the ball, to cause turnovers, because they know you're not weaponized to score, right? You're weaponized to pass. So I'm not worried about you scoring the ball. So we're going to sag and we're just going to, right? And again, when you're not running enough complex actions on, on the floor, or not even complex, multiple actions, and all five guys aren't weaponized, Jenna, you're, you're basically playing four on five on offense, right? Conversely, with the Warriors, and again, I, I hate to keep bringing them up, Draymond Green can't shoot. 
Yet, when you play the Warriors, why is it when you play them, you're panicked about everybody? Because everyone's active and weaponized, right? You're not worried about Draymond shooting the 3-5 because you're freaking out about Steph? Yeah, Draymond's going to dart right to the rim, take that ball, easy layup or a duck. I mean, right? And, and he will, even though he's not good, Draymond will shoot the three. He will yeah. shoot it. Oh, right? he will. So, again, when all five guys are weaponized to score and pass, and it's just it, – it, it mitigates Draymond's flaws. The Nets don't really run that kind of offense. It's a lot of get it to KD Kyrie. Now, when they're cooking and yeah. really running their good stuff, it's good because then it's like, ooh, look at Ben Simmons cutting. Look at that. Yeah, now we're talking. Now we're cooking with grease, as they say. Okay? But they have to continue to do that. And they have to continue to make Ben be aggressive. KD said this, I think, after one of the preseason games. Who cares if you miss? Nobody, who gives a shit? Even if you miss, Jenna, you know what it gives you a chance to do? Get your own, get an offensive rebound, right? It at least gives you a chance for that. So, yeah. you know, I think that's a big piece of this is he's going to have to turn up the aggression on offense. Defensively, he's still working through some kinks in terms of what level of physicality he's allowed to bring. I mean, Jenna, in three games, he's fouled out twice in three games. He has more fouls than Russell Westbrook has made free throws, made, made oh, field man. goals. Mm. I mean, that's rough. I mean, that's, 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 that speaks, that speaks poorly for both of them. Let's be honest. But I mean, this is, this is a problem. Okay. And so, you know, it's early. Let's not lose our minds, but he's the bellwether. If he is, and it's not going to happen again, as I said, tomorrow, but by 30 games, if he is at that special level that he was at when he was all defense and an Mm all-star, this Brooklyn team is a special team because you already know what you're getting from KD, right? And this is a contract year for Kyrie, so he's going to be on his best behavior, right? So if you've got those two working and you got Simmons at that level, now this is a special team with all the shooting and everything else. But the, this team is not a complete product yet until we see what version of Ben Simmons is going to be. And we're a long way from seeing what that's going to look like. Definitely. I mean, you know, once he works out the kinks in his all-around game, of course, and he starts defending at a level or hopefully near a level, you know, mm-hmm. pre-back injury, mm-hmm. pre-back surgery, because that's what he was known for, his defense. Incredible. Um, once he gets that level and say we get we get to that point and he can't control the fouling or whatever this may be, maybe mm-hmm. it's a blip on the radar, who knows. But that's going to be a major issue just because if your shooting isn't up to par, like say shooting really is like your Achilles heel. All right, let's capitalize mm-hmm. on defense. Then you know, you got to fix the foul problem. But he, again, yeah. we don't know if it's a problem yet. It's early, but he, it, but we, what we do know is a problem is the aggression has to amp up on, on, on offense and he has to change, you know, has to understand what's going on. Again, this is what 18 months of not playing NBA basketball looks like when yeah. you are, when scoring isn't your thing and when defense and those other things are your thing, right? It, it's going to take a while for you to get the, all right, what are they calling? What are they not calling? What are, now? We go back to that that play call with with John Morant and the whole like it, number one that wasn't a foul. That's that's the first thing. It wasn't Simmons is right. It wasn't a foul. I think Morant he didn't bait Simmons into the foul. He baited the ref into making an idiotic foul call. Is what he did because that wasn't a foul. Like, but the ref saw him rolling the ball up and he's like, oh, automatically once you run over to do that, you're probably gonna foul him, right? Oftentimes refs 
call fouls before they actually happen or they anticipate it because they think this is what's going to happen. And it's not in truth, not actually what, what ended up happening. But again, different problem for a different day that that isn't why the Nets lost like whatever it's nothing to yeah. do with that but you know just a little food for thought there good point yeah no they're not on a great trajectory either are they they're one and two um you know and look they have a tough t- tough 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 schedule this week they play Milwaukee in Milwaukee on Wednesday night and they mm. have a, and they play Thursday so back to back at home against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic okay I mean yeah yeah I mean Right, that's easily. You don't want they, any of that. They could easily be zero to, right? They could easily be zero to in those games, and then that will put them at what one and four for the year, which is not great, not a great start. So you know, it, again, it's early, but we want to start seeing some signs of the aggression changing for Ben, that getting tamped up, the foul rate coming down, little things like yeah. that. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. You know, I'm I'm curious to see how Steve Nash. Pants out there, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's uh, just like, something, there's something it, it, there that I don't. It's not yeah, right. Well, what what you're, what you're saying is, if this team is like one and nine, or if they're three and seven through ten games, that that seat gonna be real hot. Don't know how long Lash is gonna be there. <laughs> probably that's probably what Katie wants. But then, but, then, but then here's the thing, though. Who who are you gonna bring in that's gonna jokes, make it any all better? Jokes, Katie. Right. But who 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 are you gonna bring in that's gonna make it any better? <sighs> Mid not well not mid season but beginning of the season who's gonna bring in a whole new staff whole, I mean what like what or you're or you're gonna have to hire someone on so you're gonna make Jacques Vaughn the interim coach like it's just maybe they don't need a coach Kyrie <laughs> by the way that's your boy Kyrie let's just let's just make that clear I, I was just telling somebody this the other day <laughs> they mentioned Kyrie. And I was like, you know, I'm so far removed from the period of my life where I was dedicated <laughs> to him wholeheartedly, 100%. When he was in Cleveland, oh, my God. Guys, if you don't know this, I had a serious, like, oh yeah, just oh, 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 they know, they know. Obsession with they Kyrie know. Irving. Like, just loved him. Um, and now it's just, I Not don't know, so I much. can't get with it. That 29-game <laughs> performance last year just kind of threw me off a little bit. Jesus. But, you know. Conversation for another time because the <laughs> memories I have so many shirts. Damn it. Um, all right, let's move on. We got to talk about uh what's going on with the Timberwolves because mm-hmm. we got Carl Anthony Towns talking about Anthony Edwards and his diet and things like of that nature. So basically, Anthony Edwards comes out, says, you know, he refrained from Popeyes over the summer, Monday through what was it, Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. to watch his figure. But I think I saw something the other day. His weight was like way up from last season. You know, we know people don't come into the season super in shape. I mean, they should. <laughs> you should, of course. But, you know, some people like to, you know, make a little slow transition into the season. <laughs> what was it? Harden? Sorry. Um, Damn, Harden getting no, killed out here. No, nah, no. Nah, he's looking good this season. 50 pounds. Tweet that. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk again. Back to Carl Anthony Towns. He said, you know, something to reporters about how, you know, it might seem funny when Anthony Edwards has pressers and he's, of course, a great soundbite. But, you know, mm-hmm. after their loss to uh, the Spurs, <laughs> that'll get you mad. He was saying that he can do a better job at teaching Anthony Edwards about to take care of his body and his diet and things like that. He said, you know, we're high level athletes. It's old cliche, but it falls on you. Everyone wants to take the blame, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, what do you think about this? So, you know, one of the things to keep in mind about, I mean, I think it's just a, it's a whatever comment. It's Carl and it's Carl Anthony Towns because it's him. It's going to like 
people who don't like Cat are going to come at him a little bit. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting to note what's happening in Minnesota. Who is the future of the franchise? I think the signs are suggesting that it's Anthony Edwards, that it's Ant-Man. That's the guy. The signs, but they already paid Cat to they be did. the guy. They, they sure did. But as you know, contracts and people can be traded and moved, right? Yeah. Now, I'm probably one of the last people on Cat Island. I think he's immensely talented. Okay, now. You've always been a big fan of him. Does he, does he have issues? For sure. For, there's no perfect players, right? I mean, they all got stuff. I think, can he be the, the lead guy on a team? Maybe not, but he's still a very valuable piece. He's a seven-footer with immense range, okay? Like, and, and he's got the tools to be a plus defender. You know, he doesn't always do that, but he's got the tools to be both, right? The question is, can he and get can someone else light that fire underneath him somewhere if Minnesota isn't the place long-term? But it's just something that bears watching, right? And, and Anthony Edwards has got that kind of alpha dog personality where he already believes this is his team, right? So, at the, and that's that's how he carries himself. So it'll be very interesting to see what Minnesota's like to see. And that's a team I'm going to be watching real close on League Pass. We'll be doing some body body language watching, just see what's happening over here in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this in our preview. They're going to be a League Pass team, definitely a team to watch. But, hey, interesting to see how they roll out of this. Again, not that it's an issue, not that it's a huge thing, but, you know, I don't know. I just hope um, Anthony Edwards isn't the type of guy that takes this kind of stuff personal. I don't, I don't think, think he is. about personal, but more just like, he's like, well, this I'm is like, my yo, team. bro, like, why are you talking about my like, <laughs> This, this is my team anyway, so whatever. That's what I see happening more than anything. Yeah, we shall see. Very interesting stuff. Again, now let's move on. Let's talk about real quick here uh, because uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver came out and said that the league is uh, monitoring a tanking debacle, calling it a serious issue. Um, And this is all kind of centering also around Victor Wembanyama. And And Scoot Henderson, yeah, yeah. Of course, top draft prospect that he is Mm -hmm. and so many teams vying for him, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Sorry about that. So um, this was ESPN that came out with this report saying this. Now uh, that he recently called a strategy a serious issue, it sparked hundreds of meetings with, upon the league. What do you think about this? Is it going to put mean, teams on notice here or is it going to be like, eh? I mean, look, it, it, we all saw what Victor did in, in his showcase here in the States uh, in Las Vegas. He looks like a can't-miss generational prospect. Seven Heck foot yeah. four with immense shooting with Steph Curry like range and he's seven four, which means he can be a crazy rim protector. Um, look, I, I, we don't, we can't project. I don't know what he's going to be like, whatever, but this guy's the goods. Of course, teams are going to want to go after him and get him, but the incentives are lined up for them to do that. Jenna, like the way we work this, this system is that when you're a bad team and you don't make the playoffs, you end up in the draft lottery, right? And then depending on how bad your record is, right? Like that puts you into like a chance of getting the top, the top seed. Yeah. Let's how about we make it, Adam, if this is such a huge problem, here's a thought. Eliminate the draft. Just get rid of it. Get rid of the draft. You can set, um, you can set salary cap provisions, right? Where you make like uh, a floor that teams have to meet in order like your salary must be this and then you can figure out what you want to do with your hard cap with your luxury tax and all that but you literally do it where you say hey 
teams sign players who they can sign. You keep the salary cap. And if you, if a team, any, all, any 30 team who has the ability can sign Victor Wembanyama. Now, the initial pushback you're going to get is, but Gerard, that means all the good players are going to go to the Lakers and the Knicks. I'm like, but they won't. The reality is players want to play. They need playing time. They're not going to go to a squad where they're not going to get off the bench because the team's already stacked with players. They're just not going to do it. They're going to sign wherever they're going to get playing time and a chance to play. And this, if you eliminate the draft, it forces teams to be better at their jobs. Hey, let's be creative about who and, who and what we sign. Let's put resources into player development, all these different things. So, you know, Adam, I hear you. You're worried about players tanking because you don't, you, you don't want to hurt the competitive nature of the league. I'm with you. That's a real concern. Get rid of the draft, right? <laughs> eliminate that. Do not give teams that perform poorly an incentive to perform poorly, right? Like, and you know, yeah. Is it going to be harder for smaller market teams? Sure. But guess what? That's how it works in life, man. Life ain't fair, right? Like it's That's so it. funny. There's all always these, some type of hierarchy. All these billionaires who own teams love capitalism in their real jobs where they make their money, mm-hmm. but in their sports lives, they want socialism. It's like, yo man, come on. Listen, I'm sorry that you're, you have a geographic disadvantage that you play in Oklahoma city. Listen, those are the breaks. I don't know what to tell you. You got to be creative and better if you want to bring guys in. Right. I mean, that's all I can say to you. So, you know, that, that would be my thing. Adam, if you want to, if you want to eliminate teams tanking, get rid of the draft. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's one of those things that they're saying they're monitoring heavily, but I mean, what are you going to do realistically? Like you, they've already placed in, you know, the playing tournament things like that. The draft odds. Right. So like it's every your three worst records with the same chance of getting the same, the, the number one pick at 14%. Yeah. Like I, I mean, sure. You, you've done the thing. So it's, it's what it is. Yeah. Like you've made the effort. So this is pretty much all you can do. Hey, it is what it is. It but, is what it is. um, that's all she wrote for us as well mm-hmm. because we got to go. Y'all know what to do. Um, like, subscribe, all the good stuff. We'll keep you guys up to date. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that. At Seven Footers Pod on Twitter, at Seven Footers Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly. You know, NBA is here, so we're going to have stuff to talk about. But until next time, everybody. Peace.